The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass, presented by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. As always, if you like what you're hearing here, please subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify, leave a comment, or even better, share it with a friend. Let somebody know. There's a lot of ideas out there about therapy, but Not a lot of us really know what therapy is at the end of the day. Is it just talking to someone? Is it, what is it? How does it work? Why does it work? Is it something that I should send my child to? Well, here today to speak with me, we have the mother-daughter dream team. Melissa Bright is the host of the Bright Side of Life podcast, a podcast that focuses on conversations with people who have really just been through the ringer in life, but managed to have the strength to get to the other side, to get to the bright side. And with Melissa, we were joined by Trinity, Melissa's daughter. Uh, Trinity is 19 years old and has been in therapy on and off since about the age of 15. And both of them had some really strong thoughts and opinions about therapy and about mental health. Uh, It was a super engaging conversation. I really enjoyed it. We're gonna jump into it in just a second, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, my agent Rocco from State Farm Insurance. Uh, I'll tell a little story about myself. Uh, This week, I was in a little bit of a fender bender, which is always a stressful situation. No one's happy, but I was able to call Rocco up he walked me through the whole process and it really just it it put me at ease and that's the difference when you're working with someone like Rocco you're not just a number you're a real person so I encourage you to look him up myagentrocco.com he does car insurance home insurance life insurance he does it all all right let's get in this conversation check it out Trinity when I was only 16 years old so obviously it was not planned um and during that time it was it was a complete shock um I you know even when I just found out like I literally yelled out that I I couldn't live anymore I just didn't know what I was going to do here I was a 16 year old girl about to have a child um so once the initial shock really like wore off I knew in my heart you know of course people tried to give me options. Um, and that was never, uh, in my head. I I knew that I was going to have her. Um, and once I, once I did once, like I said, once that shock wore off, I wound up becoming fine. I was actually really, really excited and having a child at 16 can be incredibly scary, but I had a support system. The high school that I went to was absolutely incredible. My friends were amazing. Um, so, 
I don't know, you know, obviously how other people's uh, young, like when they become became young mothers, how it went for them, but mine was really, really good. And I really had a lot of support from friends and family. You know, mental health challenges seem so big, but we all have some kind of trauma in life, like, you know, divorces happen or parents die or things like that. Can you think of like times where you've had some of those traumas and had to get through them? Yep. Is this for me or for Trin? I guess whoever wants to take the question can. I have some questions for Trin a little later, but uh, go ahead. Uh, I I want to hear from both of you. (laughs) All right. So I know the first very traumatic thing that happened to me, and sometimes people might think having a kid at 16 could have been traumatic um, being so young, but that, that was not the case at all. But unfortunately, at the age of 25, I was 25, and then my daughter was 16. Um, my mom had passed away from COPD, which is... I was 10. What did I say? 16. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was 25 and and Tren was 10. My mom had passed away from COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder uh, from smoking. And Mm -hmm. my mom had became my best friend almost overnight whenever I had Trinity at such a young age. She was my 100% support system, not only in Um, like watching her and helping out, but also like emotionally, I went to her for everything. So once I lost my mom, that really hit really, really hard. And I didn't really deal with things when she first passed away. I thought I was actually fine. I was 25 years old. I was a busy um, server, always on the go, constant taking care of her also. Um, But then later in life, when things slowed down for me, it kind of all came came back and like hit me like a ton of bricks that I realized I hadn't really dealt with my mom passing away. I more pushed it down, didn't think about it, where I thought that was me like, oh, I'm good. I I didn't cry. I didn't become depressed. I didn't start drinking. Um, Well, no, it it wound up coming back. So that was probably the most traumatic experience that that I have ever been through. Um, but there there is a bright side. It, it does get better. <laughs> well, so I, I want to kind of center this back to therapy. And I know that's kind of a running theme through your show, Melissa, is, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming back to the bright side. And I guess my general question is a lot of people have these ideas about therapy as you're just kind of sitting down talking with some guy or something but what is therapy like what exactly is it (laughs) (laughs) who's quit who's answering that one for both of us sure both of you or whoever wants to take it okay I don't care I can you go ahead honey um so I have been in therapy the longest um so (laughs) I um I guess that's not really like a a flex, but uh-huh. I've been in therapy. Um, the biggest thing for therapy was me. Um, for me, was I went in my sophomore year of high school, um, and obviously that's kind of the craziest part of someone's like upbringing and really just trying to find yourself. Um, so, and I'm really respectful with adults, so I wasn't gonna go in and I wasn't gonna hate what I was, you know, doing or anything. Um, but I went in and my therapist was the greatest. I'm still with her today. Um, she really just asked me, 
what are you feeling? What is, what is going on in your head? And I didn't know that I was going to have that much power as soon as I walked through the door. I thought it was going to kind of be like, um, just how are you feeling? What is this? And then this is what we're going to work on. It was a lot more real than I expected. Um, and it was a lot more like, a lot of people don't have this and I was really, really um, lucky to have this, but I instantly connected with her. Um, it was an instant, she, she uh, had a lot of empathy about my story and kind of what I had already gone through. So it sounds kind of like what you're saying is, this is a spot where you can just say anything mm-hmm. and then process with someone else. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, and it definitely, over time, it definitely does, um, it definitely does get easier and harder. Um, For me personally, the most recent thing is I have been with my therapist for so long, um, and we still do meet, and I kind of, she just more became like a friend, and whenever we would meet, it did become more of like a check-in, or just like a checkup of, how are you doing, um, so definitely the biggest advice is be honest with your therapist constantly. Uh, I'll take this question to you, Melissa. How do you think you can tell if therapy is working or not? Because that seems like a challenge sometimes. Yeah, and that's that's a really big challenge and a really big question. And one of the biggest things that I think you kind of have to ask yourself is, what have you maybe noticed about yourself that is changing? Um, Are you becoming whatever the issue is? I originally went to therapy because I was having terrible anxiety from losing my mom and then also the grief process in general. So once I could finally talk to my therapist about what anxiety was and the education around it and why my body physically does these things, getting the education So what helped about it is I would then check in with myself is, okay, Melissa, you've been struggling with anxiety for so long. How are you doing with it today since it's came up and now you are more aware of what it actually is um, and, and all of those things. And so checking in with yourself, asking yourself these questions um, you know, therapists often give you these, these tools that you can, can use for whenever you're not talking to your therapist for every day. Okay, Melissa, I'm going to tell you how to do this. If all of a sudden you start feeling anxiety coming up, this is what I want you to do. So it's almost like the therapist is kind of a teacher in a way, like they're teaching you tools to like understand your mental health and what do I do in this kind of situation? Or it's, it's not just, I'm just venting. It's like, I'm actually learning and understanding myself deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's probably one of the most important parts for me was not only getting education about, let's say what anxiety is, but really learning about yourself, learning that you're not the only one learning that this is kind of maybe a normal phase. Like for Trin, she was only 15 when she first started therapy. And while her situations were unique, they were probably similar to many other teenagers that had went through experiences, but she's like, why is this happening to me? Or I don't know how to deal with this. And her therapist was able to say, well, I promise you're not the only one, but this is what we can do about it. And then she started understanding it more and understood. I mean, I feel like Trinity became 
so aware of herself and learned so much about herself at such a young age that that's going to take her really, really far in life, you know, where I feel like I didn't even learn about myself truthfully until last year at the age of 34, you know, and she's so mature. And I know for sure that therapy has helped in doing that, you know. Trinity, have you seen any changes in your mom since she started therapy? (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's very, um, she's also very self-aware. She's very, um, sometimes like actions will still still happen, like that she's not like the happiest with, um, or like arguments or just things. Um, But she recognizes the mistakes a lot sooner, or she will recognize like where, kind of the tipping point was and how to calm herself or anything. Um, but yes, I definitely see a lot of change and a lot of growth. I'm very proud, uh, but yes, I definitely do. Well, and it's like, none of us are perfect people, no. but we're all just trying to be better. Uh, you were talking a lot about clicking with your therapist. How do you think you can tell the difference between a good therapist and a bad one? Or what do you think people should be looking for in therapists? Because there's a lot of therapists out there and I'm sure the quality varies, you know? Yes, so I see it on both sides. So I see it from the client point of view and then I actually go to school. I want to be a therapist, so I'm in school to become a therapist. So Mm -hmm. I also see the therapist point of of view on what it is to be a good therapist um, and what it's like. To have a good therapist, um, obviously, like the room, it has to be a safe feeling room. Um, and um, I guess just a very homey. You don't want to go into like this dark and scary room. It wants you want to be very homey. Um, and then just communication, seeing that they're listening, that they're actively listening um, and actively. Uh, my, I, my therapist at the beginning of every single session would say, I'm taking notes. I am listening to you, but I'm taking notes on what you're saying to me because she would write down or sometimes she would type down on a paper. So communication, even um, because they do have competencies and they do have things that they have to do. Um, So communication on the things that they have to do during session for a client is something great as well. Um, And then also some form of empathy because the instant connection was whenever she told me about something that happened in her teenage years that was almost identical to what was happening to me at the same exact time and I instantly it was a breath of fresh air that somebody just somebody I just needed one person to just understand what I was feeling at the exact moment and she did well oh go ahead Melissa Yeah, I just wanted to add something there because what's so important with Trinity going to therapy at the age of 15, um, it becomes kind of, it can become hard for a parent because I know at this point, I really started seeing how excited Trinity was to go to therapy every week. And a small part of me, very, very small part, like would almost be jealous that she was opening up to this other woman so much because- Mm -hmm. I, of course, wanted that for her and I, and and we really had a a great, great relationship, but of course, we were still mother and daughter during teenage times, so she couldn't tell me a lot of things, or her her butt was going to be grounded more than it already was, but when I finally started realizing, like, the, the jealousy thing lasted a whole two seconds, like, but it's something that I think parents should recognize is that 
teenagers do need another outlet to talk to. And I'm so glad that Trinity had another adult that she could talk to about things that she was doing that she couldn't otherwise talk to me. And that person could guide them. They would say, hey, well, your mom is right. You shouldn't be doing this, that, or the other. But she would listen without giving any consequences because so long parents can say, you can tell me anything but there's going to be a consequence at the end. And she just had a safe space to talk to another adult that I feel that was really, really important for her also. And for parents to be mindful of that. Yeah. You know, we're talking about what it means to have a good therapist, but what about being a good client or a good patient? Do you think there's a way to be a a good person in therapy kind of doing your part? Or what do you all have to say about that? (laughs) <laughs> something that Trinity and I have talked about, we like, we talk a lot about mental health and something that Trent had kind of like struggled with lately is since she has known her therapist for so long, it kind of became that friendship. Mm-hmm. So then when something was really going on with Trent, she would feel like she wouldn't need to like schedule a session or, oh, I don't really want to talk about it right now or something. And it's like, no matter whether you're in your second week of therapy or you're in your fifth year of therapy, that's what they're there for. They're there to listen to you, to help you talk through a problem, to help listen, all those things. And sometimes when you've gone through therapy so much, it's easy to just kind of be like, well, I don't need to go to it today, or I don't need to talk to them or something like that. And it's like, no, I need to be taking advantage of this. She's my therapist for a reason. I need to call her. I need to to do this with her. Yeah, it, it seems almost sort of like working out with a personal trainer or something of like, yep. I need to keep on it. And if I don't, I might kind of phase out. And you yeah. can try out different therapists too. That's mm-hmm. something I just wanted to say is like, yeah. you could go see four different therapists till you find one that clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish I had a whole nother hour to talk with you because <laughs> this is such a great conversation. You know, we have a little bit of a shorter format here, but do you have any closing thoughts or ideas you want to share with our audience here? I just think to, to kind of end on what you were saying about, you know, if one therapist doesn't work, that doesn't mean therapy doesn't work in general. You know, sometimes people click with other people and sometimes people don't. So if you don't find that one therapist right away, that's not, it doesn't need to be the end all be all. Go try to find another therapist and, and ask questions and just, just see, you know, but I just, I would hate for people not to be able to heal or to get better or whatever it is that they're trying to do just because they had one bad experience with a therapist, because I, I do feel that there are so many people out there with so many different experiences and everything that they can teach us um, to just keep trying to find another one until you find that person. Um, I would say that mental health is real and mental health matters um, and it's very real in parents and kids and grandparents and anybody in this whole entire world. Um, Therapy is a really big step so you know if somebody can just start by talking to someone that they're comfortable with that's the biggest thing. Um, Therapy is very scary because it's very you're going to a whole different place to a whole different person to tell them their emotions. Um, so it's okay to be scared, but, um, also there's probably a lot more good than bad that will come out. Not saying that the first experience is going to be the greatest. I was lucky enough to have it, but it's not always going to be that. Um, and I guess to just stay hopeful and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how can people keep in touch with you, Melissa, and hear bright side the bright side of life? Yeah, so I am on all listening platforms, so Apple, Spotify, or they can go directly to my website, which is thebrightsideoflifepodcast.com, and that has all the platforms up there. You can sign up for emails to get notifications, and or you can follow me on Instagram at the Bright Side of Life, and then we also have a Facebook uh, group, and that's like a Facebook community, and that is also called the Bright Side of Life. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, y'all. Thank you, Bobby, very much. Bye. Thank you, Melissa and Trinity. I, I just really enjoyed talking with you and hearing what you had to say. I feel like Trinity has some up-and-coming podcaster potential here, so we'll, we'll see what that leads into. This has been the Parental Compass presented by Family Education and Support Services. Big thank you to my agent Rocco from State Farm. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>